feeling about how God is blessing us right now. The verse number 15 in our text said, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is an epileptic and is suffering severely. Lord, have mercy on my son. Let us pray. God, uh, we thank you this morning for the ability to come and to thank you once again for your gracious love and kindness. God, we ask in this hour, Lord, have mercy series that you will continue to bless us and have mercy upon us. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Oh, Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. And the people of God out there said, Amen. You see, two Sundays ago, we introduced a new series, Lord Have Mercy series. And we told you what we were talking about, this theme. Uh, we told you why we talked about it, because we wanted you to know that it's important to know that God's mercy and his love uh, is ours to behold. We, we wanted you to know that, that his favor and his compassion toward us is always uh, a great thing. So when we say, Lord, have mercy, we can't just uh, frivolously say, Lord, have mercy, but we've got to say, Lord, have mercy with reverence and belief that God is favoring us and giving compassion to us. Uh, we were pleasantly interrupted by our Mother's Day sermon last week, so today uh, we're going to take our narrative scripture, which is our scripture, our text from Matthew, and what I call our parallel scripture from uh, Lamentations, and put them together as a part of this uh, series and so today's title is to expect new mercies and let me use some ebonics our day uh, but for Minister Swan who's going to put it on the Facebook uh, uh, blog it is new expect new mercies I won't use our day uh, as we say in ebonics all the time so expect new mercies is our title here in the text Matthew 17 and 15 says that in the middle of a crowd, a man falls down to his knees in front of Jesus and he begs him saying, Lord, have mercy. He's begging him, Lord, have mercy. And he, he's begging him, Lord, have mercy for healing. But it wasn't that he was begging for himself, but he was begging for his son. He wanted healing from his son. Have you ever had someone to go and beg to God for your healing? Or have you had someone to beg to God for your special needs? Or have you had to have someone to beg and intercede on your behalf? I have, so let me start out by raising my hand because I know that had it not been for somebody that prayed for me, 
had me on their mind, I might not be standing here today. And the Bible says that the man falls down on his knees. It didn't say he stood up and looked Jesus in the eyes, but in an act of humility, he goes down on his knees expecting compassion from Jesus. Now keep that word expecting in your mind. You see, this man falls down expecting favor from Jesus. He falls down expecting that healing is going to come from the Lord. And he goes into a vulnerable position. I don't know about you today, but every now and then we got to be in a vulnerable position, vulnerable posture, vulnerable prayer so that we can have some compassion. And this man wasn't sure of the outcome. He, he, he didn't know what the outcome would be because there was a huge crowd there. He didn't know whether he was going to get pushed aside, whether they were going to say, oh, get out of the way, man. You don't know what you're talking about. Or, or we don't need you to get in front of the line because we got a whole lot of people here trying to get healed. So, so he didn't know what to expect. But he thought, you know, he could possibly, Jesus could, just kind of walk away from him. He, he didn't really know what the outcome would be. But I believe that the man knew that what to do, and he, he did it because the Bible doesn't say that he was holding a book of the law in his hands. He, the Bible doesn't say that the man was using special instructions printed on some note cards like our recent graduates used to do when they were trying to stay. I'd be watching and looking, and they had their note cards and whatever. Uh, he, he, he didn't have that. But because he was concerned enough and because he was hurting for his son enough and because he was desperate enough, sometimes we got to get desperate. Uh, he assumed that the Lord would have mercy on him. That the Lord would have mercy and see him in his have mercy posture as he pleaded with Jesus for healing. How many of you know that in order to request something from God, in order to hear from God, in order to obtain something from God, we must do a 2 Chronicles 7 and 14 where it says, y'all know it, humble yourselves and pray and seek his face. So in other words, this man was expecting there's that word again, expecting that Jesus would answer his prayer. And he knew that God would expect him to pray. He knew that that was a part of the equation. And so isn't it nice when we finally get into the presence of God and, and we know that God expects our humility and he expects conversation from us. So we know that God needs from us the humility, the prayer, the conversation and before we can expect anything from God. I hope there are some witnesses out there right now. I hope you're hearing 
what I'm saying. I, I hope you're hearing that and like a, a kid expecting new toys on Christmas morning, we can know already that God will grant our petitions. That's good news all there today, that he will grant our petitions and that he will grant our needs and that he will hear us when we call. We can expect that. So listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. If we look at lamentations, we got to expect God's mercies. When we get into his presence, uh, when we get into his presence, we got to expect to feel the heart of God. Uh, when we get into his presence, we got to expect the love of God. Uh, when we get into his presence, we got to expect the compassion of our God. That's when we get into his presence. When we fall down in front of him, when we pray and seek his faith, we've got to get into his presence. That's when we can feel what he has for us. I hope you're hearing me today because the major problem we have out there now is people are playing with this thing. They don't even believe that we need a God to glorify and a God to serve. They don't believe we need to get on our knees and get into his presence. They don't believe that this is what God is, is looking for in his people. Uh, we want God on our terms. And that is not what we're supposed to be about. Even in this pandemic, people are trying to put God in a box and make him a part of their terms and have it their way. Well, let me tell you something. You can't have it your way because it's God's way or the highway. And, uh, and if he can shut down everything like he's already done, he can do even more things that we have not seen. We can't see this virus. We can't see how to, to work it out. We can't do anything because God is in control. I hope somebody knows that. That even in COVID, we have to learn to have God on his terms. And not ours. I hope there are some amen out there. I'm amen in my own self because I know that there is a God that is ruling all of this. And so let me go to the story in Matthew because Matthew continues and the man gets his audience with the great physician. He explains his son's condition that he has something called epilepsy. I know many of you have heard of epilepsy, maybe even seen it, someone in an epileptic seizure. But this condition caused the son to lose his mind. And he had seizures, which are brain disturbances, where you lose consciousness. And, 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 and people I've seen that have had just fall right out. Uh, you stand in there talking to them and they drop. And as a result, the, he falls, the sun falls in and out of fires. Somebody has a fire going and he falls into the fires. And, and then he falls in and out of running water. He's probably down at the pool uh, uh, of some river or wherever. And he falls in the water and he gets out of the water. And the man's father says, Jesus, Lord, have mercy 
upon my son. I can feel the heart of the man looking at his son and seeing him in that condition and saying, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on my son. See, because it trickles down through him to his son. He, he's begging. He's the one standing there begging. And so as he's begging, he's talking about his son, his only son, I take it, that he has that has epilepsy falling into fires, falling down into water, trying to get himself together. Jesus has rightly looked at it and termed it as a demon spirit that has possessed his body. And, and so the man further explained that he took his son to Jesus' boys, took him to his 12 disciples out there, Expecting that they could heal his son. Because, you know, they were supposed to be men of God and, 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 and strong in the faith, too. And by extension, they were supposed to have God's virtue and power. Y'all know how they talk about how Christian folk, if you were godly and you supposed to be Christian and you supposed to know God, you ought to be able to pray for somebody and they ought to be recovering from their maladies, or, or you ought to be able to pray for them, and God ought to help bless them. Well, you know how this man probably felt. They felt like he went to his boys, he went to his disciples, and they were the chosen ones who were, were supposed to help this man get his son healed. But not nary one of them, yeah, I'm using that Ebonic stuff, not nary one of them was able to do anything for the man. And he certainly, they certainly didn't do anything for his son. So Jesus uh, said in verse 17, O faithless generation, how long shall I bear with you? You, you need to be doing this is what he said. You, you should have been able to do this yourself, but yet here I am. I've got to do this. Not that he didn't want to do it, but he, he felt like he had to do it because he is training his disciples to also know what his power is and all they have to do is call on God and that God will send healing power through them, but yet they didn't do it. Not narrow one of them could do it. He said, how long shall I bear with you? Meaning that Jesus was expecting that his disciples had grown enough in the faith to heal the man's son. People of God, we must deepen our faith in Jesus. And we got to let Jesus see how deep in him we are. I hope there are some amens out there. Maybe one of these days when we're back in church and uh, I'm hoping I say there amen in the house. I hope I get amen, but if you don't do it, then I know that uh, you know you didn't, didn't quite get ready for an amen on, on that side. And, and so I can't gauge from right here being just me and, and our technical support. I, I, I have to just hopefully say that there's a hopefully an amen out there. Pastor, I'll do the same thing. She'll be asking you, I hope you got some amen, some witnesses out there. So 
over time, when we get back in the church, oh, what a shouting time we'll have. Cause we'll have so many amens going on out there. Amen. Amen. I'm going to get off of that. You see, the man expected Jesus to come through for him. Maybe his boys, his posse, or his crew, uh, they can't do it, but they, the man knew that Jesus could. He expected to see God's hand at work. He expected to come away with a blessing. He expected to see his son healthy again. In this coronavirus uh, environment, we can expect God to heal our land. Let me tell you something. In this coronavirus environment, we can expect God to heal our land. Our text said that right then and there, when the man fell on his knees and said, Oh, Lord, have mercy, then Jesus healed the man's son. That very hour, he immediately healed the man's son. We who are believers should expect that God will allow a vaccine and that the virus can be either uh, eliminated or controlled. Why can we expect it? Because Lamentations chapter 3, 22 and 23 tells us that God's love and compassion for us cannot run out. I want somebody to know that my God is a healer and his love and compassion never run out. They cannot run out. Why? Because they're created new every day. Every day. In case some of y'all want to hear it in your They are created new every day. Not one day, but every day. And then in Lamentations 30 and 31 and 32, it tells us that even though God sometimes will send or allow affliction into our lives, uh, yet we can still expect him to show new compassion every day. Every day. That means 365 days a year we can expect new compassion. 365 days a year we can expect new love. 365 days a year we can expect new healing. And while we don't deserve it, uh, as we uh, are people who uh, could be left with the pandemic, we can still expect that God's new mercies won't let trouble last always. I hope I have some witnesses out there who are waiting on God to stop by with great expectations. And, uh, and and so I, I want you to know that even if we are distressed, even, we can expect new mercies. Even if we are diseased, we can expect new mercies. Even if we are disgusted, we can expect new mercies. Even if we are addicted to something, we can expect new mercies. Even if we are broken, and that ain't no joke, and, and certainly it's not a hoax. We can expect new mercies every day, starting today, including when we are tired and sleepy. Let me make a few points real quick and I'll get out of your way. 
One of them is that we can expect that the devil can't stop God's mercies towards us. He can't do it because the Bible tells us, great is thy faithfulness towards us believers. And we expect God's mercies to win out over Satan's lies and tricks at any time and every time. We can expect new mercy. The devil can't, can't keep us from having mercy because it says in Romans 8 and 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? If he's for us, who can be against us? The devil can't do it because strong faith in God's mercies yields strong results in our lives. So let's look back at the text. And I take another point. Expect that we can ask God for our needs. Philippians 4:19 says that God will supply all our needs according to what? His riches in glory. That means that we can expect mercies in our needs also. Sometimes we can feel beat up in our circumstances. But we can still expect that God will supply what we need to turn our situations around. Amen, somebody. I raise my hand because I know I have felt beat up in my circumstances. Sometimes I still feel beat up in my circumstances. But I know that God will supply the needs to turn my situation around. Sometimes we can feel banged up by life's conditions. But we can expect God's new mercies every day. Some of us may even feel battered by the angry winds of COVID-19. But we believers, these of us who believe, we must continue to expect new mercies from God. Whatever we need, we can expect God's providential hand to provide it. I, I was reminded of the story in, you know, I love uh, the Tyler Perry movies and I remember Jill Scott, who was uh, the character of Sheila, acknowledging new mercies mm -hmm. uh, from God towards her. Because Sheila had been in a loveless marriage with an abusive husband, but she showed how much joy she had in her heart since God sent her some new mercies one day. Mm -hmm. She cried and she thanked God for a new husband and a relationship much better than the first one. And she cried and she thanked God for sending her a man who had a heart of love and favor towards her. That's the kind of love and favor and compassion that God sends to us. Well, that's the kind of God that we serve. So I make that point is because new mercies come from a loving God, and it transcends right on down to his people. Here's something else. We are expected to prosper. God gives us new mercies so that we can prosper. Jeremiah 29 and 11 
tells us that God provides mercies and prosperity for us. He says in his word that he has mercies in his plans for us. And he shows us that God's mercies are in his purposes for us. That's because Jeremiah says that God gives us an expected end. There's that word again. Which is the purpose to prosper us. That means that we can expect a loving God to take care of his children. That means that we can expect a, a loving God to take care of us all the way each and every day. That means expecting like a child looking for his Christmas toys, looking and searching for the, the, the new mercies every day we have breath in our bodies, knowing that if we did it before, he will do it again because his promises are true. We know there are many questions in this coronavirus environment. But are you a believer? I asked you that question. Because if you are, then we can expect that in God's own time, he will show us new mercies in vaccines or show us new mercies so that people will get back to work or that he will show mercies so that the sick may recover. None of this will be by man's hands, but by God's hands alone. For alone, he is God. Don't think you got the answer. You don't have the answer. No pastors have the answer. I don't have the answer. God alone has the answers. Finally, I want to tell you to expect to have good health according to God's will after this pandemic. You can expect to have wealth according to God's will after this pandemic. And you can continue to expect miracles out of mess. Even expect light from darkness. And whoever is snoring, we can expect them to get uh, some sleep and allow them to come back to life when they're in the church service. Amen. Somebody. I don't, I'm not trying to put anybody on blast, but I do hear it loud and clear. And we can expect triumph over tragedy. In Jesus' name. We must expect new mercies. And when we come back with the final part of our series, we will be able to give you more on Lord have mercy. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen.